Sub Squad, welcome to How the Fuck Do I Podcast with Marta and Ben. Are we good? Are you good? We're back. Here we are. I look like Janet right now. <laughs> what? We are a part of a rhythm nation. Do you know you sing every single episode? I, I know. I, that's just who Is I that, am. That's who I am as a person. But do you like even recognize that? Yes. Or, okay. So I sing at work. I sing pack. It's yeah. my authentic self. Ooh. I'm not trying to change it. Yeah, I love that. Just like you say 100%. I do. All the time. I do. We all have our things. God, the 100% is really taking off. I mean, I think it's been taking off for like a few years now. You're right, but <laughs> a lot of people it. have told us too that like a lot of other people do it. Yeah. It's just like a, becoming a thing. It's a thing. It's um, a thing. But, oh my, Marta, I mean like, so we have finally put out our podcast we to have. the world. And I was really nervous about it. I'm still so nervous about it. Like, I kind of have forgotten how like, what we have put into all four that we've put out so far yep. and how vulnerable, you know, like people are hitting me up like, I flushed the toilet when I pee too. <laughs> like, first of all, I'm not alone. People are leading with that fact. Like that's what they learned. That's what they learned. <laughs> like I just, I so mean, it's like the response has been unbelievable. It has. Uh, it has been, I thought it was really just going to be our moms listening. Yeah. My mom has listened. Same with mine. She liked it. So I want to. We have to talk about this. Really yeah. Quick. What did your mom say? <laughs> my, my mom thinks it's great, but she gave some some criticism. I shouldn't say criticism. Constructive feedback. Constructive feedback. Which is what? Okay. Two things. She obviously pointed out the like. Like we say like. We my mom said like. that too as a former teacher. Really? She honed in on that. Yeah. Yes. And then my, <laughs> she also said that we need to pronunciate better. So we like. Did our moms talk about this and then give us a feedback together? Because this is like near identical feedback. Wait, for real? Yeah. So wait, what was your mom's feedback? She said sometimes you, you talk really fast, and I said I know. I'm learning that I do that, mm-hmm. and she said, yeah, you. It's hard to understand sometimes, and you say like a lot. Okay, so kind of similar. My mom specifically pointed out that we say wanna instead of like. We want to. That's just conversationally who we are. That's just the generational speak. I know. I was like, sorry, Mama Farber. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I didn't want to argue with her. I was like, I appreciate that feedback. Like, that's that's very good. But I'm I'm like thinking, like, should we be more? I will try to say want to, but I may just say. Actually, I think you say wanna more than me. Do I? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. But. Regardless, Regardless. I, I can't believe they're out. It's been amazing to get so much positive feedback from everyone. Like it has, it's been unbelievable. It has. We have a good amount of listens, and and we have like twenty two reviews with five stars. And we I, have twenty two reviews. Yeah, or twenty two reviews like, with, with stars. With stars. Yeah. And yeah. so um, I would just keep encouraging people if you like it to leave a review to give us five stars because it helps us be found in the sea of podcasts that are on the iTunes store. Yes. Um, yes. So if you like it, please give us a shout out. Give us a review. If you hate it, give us a review. We want to know. We take constructive feedback, as you just heard. We do because we want to improve. That's right. And uh, I just had something else that I was going to say, and then I blanked. Was it that you can also email us with topics or hit us up about topics? Because we have been getting some nice Instagram messages about future topics. That's what I was going to say. If you want to hear about topics, how can you tell us? You can tell us on email, on Instagram. Oh, yeah, or email. How the bleep do I podcast at gmail.com. How the bleep, that's (laughs) B-L-E-E-P. Just to make sure. Just to make sure. You can hit us up on Instagram, how the fuck do I podcast, at how the fuck do I podcast. Direct message us, comment. And I also want to point out that we have been getting amazing social 
uh, uh, posts from our friends and family and fans, which has been and so strangers, rad. which makes me so happy when I it's know. someone I don't know. It's we best. got more than five people to hear our podcast. High five! High five! Ooh, that sounds good. That was good. All right. So enough about us, though. Enough about us. We want to keep the train rolling. We do. And we're back here in Oakland. It's very cold up here to get two more great episodes in. And we have a amazing guest that we is do. going to talk about a very important subject that I think a lot of people are very nervous to do. Yes. I think it's a lot of people's biggest fears, actually. Absolutely. Including myself. And I'm sure really? including your. Yeah. I mean, it's scary. It's it's not because I've done it for a while now. Really? So yeah. it's like that you're past that. I still fear. get I still get nervous sometimes if I go on a big stage like I've had to speak at rooms of 4000 people yeah. and like when you step up into the lights and stuff I, I use Sarah's trick around why not you yeah. um so I get pre I'm pretty comfortable but I it's nerve-wracking when you're on a big stage like that yeah I bet. but I've been but I've gotten over that but yeah. I, I'm surprised to hear how many people are actually afraid of it yeah so, so we want to talk about how we're going to talk to this guest about tips on how you can prepare yourself for public speaking and how to prepare yourself to be on stage and we're gonna we're gonna ask him very difficult questions on you know what struggles he's had on stage line. it's daylight <laughs> nbc we look like it with these headsets we will have to post a photo um so i think we should we should properly introduce him let's Marta. dive in so i had the great pleasure of working with janesh at linkedin um, where Janesha is actually currently still there as a relationship manager, which basically is sales, right? Sales. Um, but he's also a host. He's in a TEDx talk. He is an active stand-up comic. He did SF Sketchfest this year, which is a pretty big deal. Um, he plays venues like Cobbs. And we want to learn from Janesh how do we get comfortable on a stage, talking in front of people, and develop stage presence. So welcome, Janesh. Thank you, guys. I'm excited to be here. Hell We're yeah. happy to have yeah. you here. Yeah, thanks so, for doing this. Yeah. So you and I met at LinkedIn. Yeah. And you, in the cafeteria. Well, we we <laughs> I went and introduced myself to him because um, LinkedIn does this really cool thing. Uh, they do a sales kickoff every year globally with like you know a lot of uh, a lot of salespeople and um, they do a talent show because there's so many talented people that work there. <laughs> so I showed up and everyone was like, Marta, you have this host is killing it. He works here. And I was like, all right. And I watched him and I was like, oh, my God, he's a this guy's awesome. Oh, he thank he you. totally <laughs> needs to be involved. And I had no idea he was a comic. I was just like, this guy's got really great stage presence. We need him. And I went up to him really awkwardly. I interrupted him eating breakfast. And I was like, hi, I'm really sorry to interrupt you. I saw you on the stage <laughs> and I do this conferences with LinkedIn and you need to be part of it. Awesome. And that's how we met. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then I realized Marta has like one of the coolest sneaker collections. She does. I don't think I've seen from anyone. That's yeah. very nice. What There's were you what was <laughs> do you remember what you had on or what she was? I think it was sparkly. I have I have a pair of sparkly sneakers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you rock those a lot? I do, especially when I'm on a stage yeah. because people will look at your feet. Yeah. Your shoe game's important on a stage. Yeah. But yeah, so so basically, my my sparkly sneakers were like that was a selling point for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just like I was like first I was very flattered, right? It felt nice, and then two I was like, yo, this person's dope because they've got cool shoes. I, th I think if you take time to work on your shoe game, that shows your personality a bit more. Yeah, I, I agree, and also, you know, I think being in LA, like I'm a single <laughs> dude, we talk about this a lot. It's Women notice your shoes. <laughs> yeah. 100%. They notice your shoes. Like if 100%. your shoe game is not on point, 
you're 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 gonna be out of the game. That's like, why anyone in SF who complains about like dating life and then I see them wearing Allbirds, I'm like, I was deserve about, this. <laughs> I was literally about to say the Allbird game in SF is like. But don't uh, you have Allbirds? Yes, but <laughs> wow, <laughs> I have the Allbirds, but I don't wear them how people wear them here in SF. Okay. Okay. You know, I loosen them up a little bit. Well, I think what you're drawing on, and something that is important to our topic, because yeah. this is my role, I always bring this back. Yeah. Um, That's true. I'm all over the place. Is that uh, part of your stage presence is also, I think, showing authentically who you are. And mm-hmm. for me personally, I'm like, I, I want to show who I am and my personality in stage because it helps me feel comfortable. Yeah. So anyway, that's why I like to wear the sparkly shoes. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing about a stage presence is being true to you. Yeah. Um, what's helped me a lot in just getting comfortable on a stage is just talking about what I care about. Like, do I actually give a shit about this thing? And if you do, that makes you naturally excited and you get out there. And even if that thing is like stamps, but if you love stamps, you're like, I want to talk to you guys about this like 1948 special edition commemorative bird stamp and people will be like i would not care about this but this guy seems pumped about it right yeah, yeah no, it just I, gets other people excited yeah it's super it's so true and i think something that you do on top of being passionate is you're funny which is so <laughs> hard to do so i want to rewind a little bit yeah <laughs> that's your sound back it up beep, 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 beep. so tell us where you grew up and we also want to know do you have siblings and are they funny too Okay. Grew up a bit all over the place. So I was actually born in India, then moved to Texas when I was six, then Ohio when I was eight, New York when I was 12, Chicago when I was 13. And that was three different middle schools in three years. So each year of middle school, I was in a different state. Always kind of like funny as a kid and just naturally had to make new friends all the time. Um... Yeah, I have a little sister. She's seven years younger than me, so big age gap, but mm-hmm. she is hilarious. Um, my family is pretty funny. So my dad is, like, I'm more similar to him. He's, like, got more of a boisterous personality and just kind of loves to talk shit the way I love to talk shit. Um, you do love to talk shit. I, oh, 100%. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do. And then my mom and my sister have more of dry humor and like sarcastic wit. Do you feel like that's part of how you got comfortable? Because if you're moving schools at a pivotal age, like middle school, yeah, mm-hmm. you have to be pretty comfortable going up to people and, and making new yeah, friends. You're like forced into situations that yeah. you have to adapt. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I moved around so much then and I hated it at the time, right? Because when you're a kid, you just, you just want to be comfortable. You want to be liked. You want to have... Yeah, your friends. group of friends. That's it. That's yeah. that's what you want. Um, but it taught me so much, and I didn't realize that until later, right? Moving around, learning a new language, and having to meet people while learning a new language. And I did that again after I graduated college. I moved to Turkey to teach English, but I moved to like a rural mountain town of Turkey where no one else spoke English other than some of the English teachers at the university where I was working. And so, again, it was like redoing the whole thing. Wow. Oh. And that's, wait, am I, maybe I'm missing this up, but isn't that what you gave a TEDx talk on? I did. Is that, yeah. How did that happen? So that I gave on languages um, and like being able to relate to other cultures through just immersing yourself in that whole language experience. 
the way it happened, I actually, um, funny enough, senior year of college, they had approached me. They're like, do you want to give a talk? And I, t- I was like, I have nothing to talk about. That's shocking and- to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they had given me a mic and like, you have 20 minutes, I'm sure I would have just rattled off <laughs> some nonsense. But, y- you know, with, with a TEDx talk, you want it to be an idea. Right? I'm teasing. Thought uh, yeah, yeah. leadership. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't have any of that. Yeah. They were like, all right, do you want to host it? So I ended up hosting uh, one of the like blocks for the day. So I was hosting that and, you know, doing similar things where I go up, do my monologue, move in between the speakers uh at one point, there was a technical malfunction, and so I did impressions for, like, 10 minutes. You just, like, on a whim, you were just, like... Yeah, well, because I, I do a lot of impressions in general, yeah. and so... Wait, pause. Give us one. One of my favorites is Barack Obama. Let's hear oh, it. Oh, my God. It's okay. been a while. Hold on. Get some water. Take a sip of water. Yeah. My fellow Americans. Now, recently, I was in Napa, California, where I met... The Riggins family. Now, the Riggins have been in Northern California for generations. They've seen the economic downturns as well as the great times that make America, America. That's so good. <laughs> That's so and, good. It, and it makes me so sad because if I close my eyes from it, I'm just like, You could like, oh. picture him, yeah. Well, I'm just I like, know. a different time. That's anyway. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's really good. Pretty good Thank on you. the fly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, um, that was like one of the ones I did. Was it just kind of like you just realized, oh, shit, I just need to pivot and just, like, break up the time while they figure out the technical difficulties? Or, like, what situation were you... It it wasn't even my decision. It was one of the, like, faculty sponsor or whoever puts on the event. She just goes, okay, for some reason we can't get the AV to work right now. Janesh, do you want to just come up and talk until we figure this thing out? And at that moment, you can't say no. no. You're like, yeah. all right, I signed up to host this thing. So whatever happens, it's up to me to keep hosting it. And so I just went up and did it. That's one of the best things that you need to learn, I think, about public speaking and being comfortable. Yeah. Is just something's going to be different. You might forget something. And you just have to learn to be to almost improv and pivot and go with the flow. Because yeah. I think people yeah. sometimes are really prescriptive, like, well, I'm going to memorize everything. And then they're robotic. But it doesn't always go as planned. So that's yeah. actually a great to learn and being comfortable with silence too that i'm really bad at that (laughs) we're all bad at that i'm terrible at it that's one of the biggest things that stand up has taught me and forced me to do more well it's a good it's a good point because i feel like americans are in general are just very bad with silence like there's like some stat that like at a dinner table if like there's silence for more than like four or five seconds people will start to feel anxious that's me. Is that you? Is oh that my really? God, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh God, it's getting weird. I got to keep the conversation going. Yeah. How do you feel about donuts? Like, I'll just say weird, yeah. terrible. Things. But to also add to your point of, of like just kind of going with the flow, you also have to remember that the people that are watching your presentation or your, your act don't know what the actual, you know, flow is so that you, when you're pivoting, you're probably like, you have this fear that like, oh my God, I'm going off script, but to the audience, they don't know. Yeah, that's right? so true. Yeah, hundred so, percent. That's yeah. a great point. Have you had other instances like that where you've just had to pivot? It's just like you're looking around, you're just like, oh, need to switch it up, or oh, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens all the time. All in the Santa time, Man. yeah. Um, especially with sometimes when you don't know what joke you're gonna do next, because sometimes you're reading a crowd, 
and you have to think in the moment, okay, they were receptive to this material. So instead of the bit that I usually do after this third joke, I'm going to do a different bit. So you have to think for a second. It's like, what bit do I want to do? How do you prepare for your bit? How do, or is it everyday life? Like, where do you... Yeah. yeah, it's mostly everyday life. I think that's another thing I learned through like trial and error. Because one of my dream jobs in life would be to host The Daily Show. That's like let's put it out to the universe. People. Yeah, universe. We're gonna speak this shit into its existence. Listen, exactly. if you ever need a stand-in, yeah. you know something happens. Renee Rollin, he's the man. So how did you how did you get into stand-up? Like, what was your first kind of opportunity that you had, and and what made mm. you make that leap and like, okay, I'm gonna do this, and then I want to get into what your first show was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the story. I think let's talk about how I got on stages because I to go back to the main time. Yeah. Yeah. So it started in high school. Um, I just wanted to get involved in some more extracurriculars that I thought would be interesting. So I started doing speech team in my sophomore year. And after starting speech team, we me and a couple of speech buddies decided to create the improv group in our high school. So I was doing speech. I was getting comfortable with speaking mechanics, the structure of a speech, you know, all the kind of basic stuff that you have to nail down for oratory. So I was, you know, like reading the Gettysburg address and be like, all right, what made this special? Mm -hmm. What made this different? Um, And then doing improv just because I was kind of, I wouldn't say class clown, but I was always the funny kid. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like a class clown situation. Kind, I mean, kind of, but the the class clowns like. Do they get made fun of like for real? I or, think the class or, clown just means like you're a fuck up and you don't care. Exactly. But, but, but you have a connotation driven, of being right? like disruptive and yeah. like not giving a shit. Like kids with ADD me. who didn't, weren't being treated with like the right medicine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <Therapy>. exactly. <laughs> That's not you at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I'm undiagnosed. Who knows? Dude? Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, at all. Uh, so speech and improv, and then I'll, I was also doing a group called Youth and Government, and that was like mock legislation, mock state legislation. So you had to speak in front of groups, debate for a bill, and talk about. So I'm like 16 years old, wearing an oversized H&M suit, and ta- <laughs> talking about why my bill is more important, right? And with speech team, I'm learning the structure and how a speech works. With improv, I'm just getting comfortable with silence, but also working on listening. And then third, with youth and government, I'm getting comfortable combining those because I'm making speeches. If I mess up train of thought, they don't know that. Only I do. So you pivot and get back on. And then you also improvise because you're talking to people from all over the state. So I think that just helped me get really comfortable on a stage. With stand-up, I've known I've wanted it since I was 17 years old, right? But it wasn't pragmatic. And that's one of the toughest parts about it, even to this day, is that there's no real path. You just have to keep grinding and figure out your strategy to quote-unquote make it. But it's like a very unpragmatic career, so that wasn't something I chased because I came to this country, broke immigrant family, and the whole goal is to like never get back to that. It's like, how do we be great? How do we leave our footprint in America and you know grow? here and but i know i've wanted that forever right and then april of 2017 one of my like closest friends in sf passed away and this dude was awesome he worked at linkedin as well Mm. gashaw clark um 
pass away, we're at funeral and different events where the friends are hanging out, just telling stories. And in the that moment, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, what what do I want people to talk about? Do they, do I just want them to be like, oh yeah, he like worked in tech, he was good at his job, he like posted cool travel stories or do I want people to look back and be like he made me laugh a shit ton like when I was with Janesh I laughed a lot and so that's kind of what really pushed me to be like it's now or never oh and you yeah. do, you make me laugh all the time thank you yes. thank you sorry for that long ass story no we it's it's I think really interesting to hear the transformative moments in people's lives and how it shapes them or what motivates them and that's mm-hmm. what, that's why we're here yeah we're here to learn what inspires people to Make a lifestyle change. Yeah, I mean that's or, a, yeah, that's exactly what our podcast is pretty much about. It's <laughs> like motivating brand. people to yeah. do what they want to do yeah. with their lives. Yeah. So that's that was awesome to hear. No, for sure. So so from that moment, how did you get your first gig? Oh my god! So it wasn't even gig, man. It was from that moment. It took me another six months to finally do it. That's what's insane about it is because. Again, when we talk about driven people, right? One of the biggest things that was holding me back was a fear of failure. I showed up to an open mic. It was Tuesday, October 3rd, 2017. Came to Grant Green Open Mic. Got maybe three laughs at most on stuff that I thought was hilarious. But going back to the Daily Show thing, my the way I was writing my material was as if I was auditioning for the Daily Show at all times, as opposed to actually writing like good stand-up material. But I did that as my first mic, and then I started going like once a week or so. And then for November, my girlfriend printed out a calendar of every open mic in November that she could find and laminated and gave it to me. She's like, if you're going to chase this dream, chase it right. And so, like, would come with me to Mike's, make sure I go, held me accountable, like, gave feedback on jokes because she would listen for, like, how the audience was reacting to different stuff. So, all Shout the- out to the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah super like, supportive. Uh, unbelievable. Time out. Your yeah. lady's fucking badass. Yeah. Also, yeah. she's like a modern-day Midge Maisel, if I don't want to Yeah. Just, um, she's awesome. Wow. Just what behind great, the curtain. What just a great... Like, yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah thank you. Do you want to say her name? Yeah, Sonali. She's, job, Sonali. she's a yeah, scientist. Yeah, what up, Sonali? Yeah, it's she's crazy. She's a scientist slash amazing motivator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a future coach one day. Yeah. But it's interesting that I want to go back to something that you said about mm-hmm. preparing for the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Because... Before we got to this point, you told us that that was kind of like a dream that you wanted yeah. to do for The Daily Show. And I think it's interesting that that uh, you brought up the point you prepare yourself like you're in the dream job. Yeah. Which I think is just kind of like, I don't know, it's something for everyone to think about is what, where do you want to be? Where do you want to go? Yeah. yeah. And picturing yourself but also preparing yourself like you're already there. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. totally. Acting like you're in the job you want. I think that's a, a very good takeaway. Yeah. Okay, I want to dig into like speaking of takeaways. Yeah, so this is what we're about for our, yeah. our listeners. Actionable items. Actionable items. So I want to go into how you prepare. Mm-hmm. Tips for getting comfortable. So how do you prepare before you go on stage? Like, what are you telling yourself five minutes before, <laughs> and then like two minutes before you go on stage? So the way I prepare right before I go up, I usually meditate first. Just like quick three minute meditation. Shout out Aura app. Aura app. Aura. I don't even know that A-U-R-A. 
We're officially sponsored by the Aura app. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Aura app. Aura app, we are not, good not three minutes. <laughs> ben, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah, my bad. Wait, uh, but what? at what period of time is this? Because, like, Marta and I, when we were preparing for yeah. you, we want to know exact time. So, like... Yeah. Does it, so, I usually do it about six to eight minutes before. Okay. Is the meditation. Then right... Wait. Time out. Yeah. What is the meditation telling you? Do you have one specifically? Deep breaths. Really, all of it just comes down to like breathe deeply and realize like there are things greater than whatever you're about to do Mm. right six to eight minutes before stage time i'll meditate for three minutes use the aura app and then i just listen to some real aggressive rap music to get me pumped oh my god the latest has been going bad by meek mill and drake oh yeah that's a good that song slaps yeah (laughs) that shit that that gets me amped yeah that's a good one because I want something, you want something that'll like calm you down. And this is speaking for me, right? Someone else might like get pumped by Buble and power to them. Buble is dope. Hey, Warner Brothers rep. Oh my God. That was not planted. That was not planted (laughs) at all, but I freaking love it. No, I'm just an equally big fan of both Michael Buble and Drake. Appreciate Uh, that. I don't know what that says about me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But basically it's like the meditation just to like breathe deeply and put things in perspective but then just something to psych myself up because I have seen this so many times. Like I'll do the same material, but when I'm feeling it is like when I really knock my set out of the park, a big part of just stage presence is, are you confident in the shit you're saying? Cause if you don't yes. buy it, they won't. It doesn't even matter what you say. It's how you say it. hundred percent. And I'm a big believer that you also have to just be real. Like if you even just fuck up, like I bring people into that. I'm like, yeah. I'm having a rough day. Can you give me a little bit of encouragement? Yeah. Or if I mess up, I'll be like, whoopsies. And people kind of play <laughs> off of that. Like you're authentic. Yeah. So I completely yeah. agree. But I think part of that is being like, doesn't matter what happens. I own that stage. That's my, that's my territory. Yeah. I've just never said it that why way. Why not me? It's part of why not me. And this, this is my damn thing. Yeah. I love Love that. Yeah. Love that. What do you tell yourself right before you go on stage? Like right when you're walking up and they're like, introducing Donate Rollin. Like, what do you, what's happening in your mind? Yeah. <laughs> so, we need to get you to. That's great. That's great. Yeah. The next day, come into the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put me up there. Horrible idea. <laughs> yeah. It's just, unfortunately, I can't see the hand motions. That would have really tied it together. Yeah. Um, there, so there's this meme where it's this dude in like all pink and boat shoes and he's standing with like his hand like a fist in one hand and it just says you know I had to do it to him and it's so funny cuz he looks like an idiot but this <laughs> has spiraled into a thing that me and a couple of my comic friends before we go on stage were like yo do it to him and so <laughs> literally as they're introducing me the thought in my head I was like all right it's time to do it to him ooh I like it. I, like I, I love that. And we need to get that photo on our social. We really oh yeah, do. I'll I'll send it must. to you. I've photoshopped my face onto. <laughs> oh my god, even and better. So, <laughs> also, maybe you and I need to be like, it's time to do it to him before we record. Yeah. I agree. Maybe we need to take a page from Janesha's book. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, that's what we're here for. I mean, this is why we're doing the podcast. That's why we're here? Yeah. It really this resonates with us. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. Um, okay, so. What's the toughest crowd you've performed in front of? And how, how did you win them over? Oh, my God. I did not win them over. I ate shit so hard. This is, <laughs> I didn't. I tried so hard to win them over. This is my biggest bomb to date. 
I won't say the name of the venue. I will say it is a sandwich shop in San Francisco that pays the comics and sandwiches. Delicious sandwiches. But the clientele there is all old-ass white people. And so when I did a show there, it was four white people in their 70s. And, and they, your material isn't... It's really not quite relatable to them. Because those yeah. are our moms. These are some of our listeners. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> no. This is true. And that's the thing. And I, I talk to these people, right? I will hang out with these people because old people have some of the coolest stories. And they've, like, had to work way harder than we do. Like, I have complained when I'm like, hey, the, this is the wrong milk in the latte. They would never do that. They would. They are yeah. the greatest yeah. generation. Yeah. They would never do that. Right. That's true. Um, Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. That was my biggest bomb by far. Um, I had a 10-minute set. I did seven minutes, and I was just bombing so hard that I ended early. And I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I got was from a veteran comic who was in the room. Uh, he's like, whatever stage time you have, you take that. It doesn't matter how you're doing. That's the time you signed up to do, so you do your job. He's like, never leave the stage early. Mm. So maybe not something about winning them over, but it's – in this instance, when you talk about what's the hardest show I did, the lesson I learned there is like, if you signed up for a job, do your goddamn job. Well, I think it's applicable too to public speaking. Even if you feel like you're bombing or you feel like you're not doing a good job, how else can you like lean into that moment and just reclaim it and engage people in the topic? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Because you're right. Like you were given this platform and if you're doing a, a pitch or a presentation, that's a moment to elevate yourself, right? And, like, you walked mm -hmm. away from that moment to even to these people. Like, you no. could have, that was your time to, like, elevate yourself. And if you in business walk away from that moment, it's like you're giving up that platform and you might not get it again. Yeah, and as a comedian, stage time is your currency. So I gave back three minutes of training ground and practice that I won't get back, but it taught me a really valuable lesson. And I've never done that. So I've definitely had other shows where it's like, not going super well and I want to be like oh god I want to get off it's like no they gave me 15 minutes I'm going to do it until the end yeah and those moments create character I mean like to yeah. be in that and to have that misery of just failure you would recognize you now recognize that learn from it yeah and shapes you know shapes what how you go moving forward yeah and I think that's one of the biggest parts about stage presence right is that people don't talk about you don't want to get on stage to just get on stage and get, like, the accolades, whatever you want to call it. If you're getting on stage to get a reception of, like, oh, my God, that was great, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. 100%. You need to be on stage because you want to talk about some shit you're really passionate about, yeah. and you want to do that well. Yeah. Um, what other tips do you have for people who are, like, going to get on a stage or just talk in front of people? Again, big pitch, mm -hmm. meeting, presentation. Like, what are three tips you'd give to someone who is really nervous? I think it's like, one, just breathe deeply. Realize that in, outside of this scenario, that you still have, like, a life outside of this. That's still cool. You'll still have people who are going to love you no matter what you do. So, deep breaths. I think just buy what you're selling so if you don't believe in whatever it is you're pitching they have no reason to believe in you if you can't believe in yourself and i think the third is like dude have fun with it because you don't know when these experiences come again because every time i get on stage it's kind of like what if this is the last show like what if people don't book me again right. so you got to cherish it 
How do you have fun on stage? How do you? What are some ways people you think can have fun? On yeah, stage? T- talk about the shit you want to talk about. I think it all comes down to that. If you are talking about things you enjoy and you care about, you're gonna have fun. Do we move into speed round? Yeah, let's move into speed round. Okay, Janesh. So this is how this works. We we're doing a speed round. Lay it on and me. and this is like very short, either one word answers or a few word answers. Yeah. Um, and we're just gonna go back and forth. Do you want to kick it off? I'll kick it off. All right. Do you have a nickname? <laughs> it's a fake name I use when signing up for coupon email lists. It's Janu Jani. It's an <laughs> alias, so I can get coupons. That's oh, amazing. You say coupon. I say coupon. How coupon. Say coupon. Coupon. You say coupon. 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 What's your most used app? My most uh, messages and maps. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. More likely to give me a special. Um, if money was not a factor, one thing that you would buy. Watches. Who do you think the funniest person alive is? I think the funniest person alive is Dave Chappelle. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Best piece of advice I received um, was from Ramon Vinluan, who's at LinkedIn. He's my professional development mentor. And he's like, forget market trends, forget whatever's hot right now. He's like, play to your strengths in life and you will always come out on top. Love that. What's your favorite age so far? I, I can't I can't give you a good answer to that because every year has had like obviously its own sort of challenges, but every year has given like different blessings. Fill in the blank. Happiness is blank. Happiness is love, dude. Love from the people you care about and love in the work you do. I like it. Happiness is love. Happiness is love. You can't yeah. get better than that. Fantastic. Junaish, thank you for bestowing your wisdom on thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you for doing an amazing Barack Obama impression. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was I mean, I want to hear so many more, but if you want to if you want to see more impressions, you can go to your website which is what? Janeshrallan.com. J A N E S H R A H L A N dot com. Subscribe to the newsletter. Come to some shows. That's right. And you are, I mean, you're performing like every night. Your yeah, five, schedule six nights a week is yeah. robust. Wow. And you have a full time job, which blows <laughs> my mind. Wow. How do you um, do it all? I, it's like ruthless prioritization, right? Yeah. I think everyone talks about like not enough hours in the day. It's like, yes, but also it's like you got to figure out it's like what do you care about? What are your priorities? And just execute on them. Like filter out the noise and the bullshit. Awesome. I love it. Awesome. So you can go look up his schedule, see him live, see more great impressions and funny comedy, and follow you on Instagram, which is? Janae Shrollin. First name, last name. Boom. Yeah. There it is. Boom. Janae right. Shrollin in the Janae house. Janae Shrollin in the house. Thank <laughs> you. It. And, I mean, I feel like there were a lot of good takeaways there. My God. I mean, I feel like I can go and talk to anyone at this point now. <laughs> like, it's all about owning the space, owning your own space. Staying calm before you go on, breaths, deep yep. breaths, and just honing it in. Yep. And then obviously you need to find your pump up song. And and you know you got to give it to him. You got to go give it. You got to go do it to him. Go yeah. do it to him. Yeah, you got to do it to him. Got to go do it to him. Ben, well, Janesh said a hundred percent. Yo, Janesh was crushing a hundred percent. I think it's because I'm wearing the hundred percent sweatshirt. Oh no, so, I say. Do you say that yeah. too? Okay, yeah. I usually say a hundo p a lot too. A yeah. hundo p. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I'm that's I... nails on a chalkboard. Do not start. Saying that's, that's, <laughs> do not. that's a generational gap thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I won't. Start, I won't start saying a hundo p. Please don't. <laughs> it sounds pretty funny. Done if you start saying a hundo p. But you did say a hundred percent. I said it once, right? Two. So you got to give two fun. Farb 
fact. Oh man. Okay. Let me think. Have here. you run out of pee material, or do you have? <laughs> 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 I see what you're doing, and I don't. Like it. Uh, let me think of some hundo pee material. Uh, this will be the only episode that I say that. Please don't ever do it again. I won't. I promise you. Our I podcast won't. is breaking up. <laughs> I uh, I'm a singer and I've sang in the boy I sang in the boys chorus all the way through college. What that's amazing. What yeah. um, what did you sing? Were you like a baritone? Uh, I was second tenor. From good question. I from kindergarten to eighth grade, I was second soprano. Yes. <laughs> and then I think when it, by the time I was at college, I was first alto. Another one. Yeah. Dose. Okay, my uh, my AIM. AIM? AIM? Yes. First screen name? Yeah, first screen name. First of all, is... it's AIM, not AIM, and I know because I worked for it. Oh, uh, God. Get out of here. Okay, fine. My, right. my first AOL swag. Totally. And now it's worth a bajillion dollars because, oh, I <laughs> because I Urban want... Outfitters started making yeah. like vintage tech swag. Do you have any t-shirts with the running man? That'll... Oh, that I have so some bad. things with the running man, yeah. Okay. I have to see what I've got. Right. Sorry. No, Continue. No, you're fine. Hey, but just so you know, it's AIM. AIM. Okay, my first AIM screen name was Punk Kid 556 with 1K, and I thought I was so rad connecting the two with 1K. Punk Kid 556. What wow. was yours, Janesh? Space Jam 1992. Nice. I don't remember because yeah. I'm so old and it was just a part of I don't even remember what it was. Wow. Yeah. We've learned so much. Yeah. <laughs> this you. was a fantastic conversation for real. Thank you. I had Thank a lot you. of fun. Thank you for the time. And, and we're wrapped. <laughs>